Hey everyone, Christian here. Just a quick little announcement before we start off this episode. The Fantastic Four episode that we were working on is going to be a bit late. We were running into some audio issues and hopefully we'll have them fixed. But for now, please enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Puff Puff Pass, where me and Sahara review terrible, amazing, and sometimes mid-movies while unable to form a complete sentence. Uh, today, we will be reviewing Sahara. <laughs> Drumroll. Solo, a Star Wars story. It's a 2018 action sci-fi directed by Ron Howard. An action sci-fi? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was making sure I heard you. You're kind of hard to hear. I'm sorry. Speak up. Stand up. <laughs> Directed by Ron Howard, who also made The Da Vinci Code, Far and Away, and Cinderella Man. It was written by Jonathan and Moritz Cashtan, and music and by John Williams, and the music composed by John Powell. Christian, do you it, remember this movie? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I remember it so much that I remember it. <laughs> I remember when this movie came mm-hmm. out. I didn't ever feel the need to go see it, because mm-hmm. Disney Plus wasn't around yet. Mm-hmm. I think. You, I think you, so. you you said it wasn't, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm just not sure. I don't know. What, I, I guess Disney Plus was like a 2020 thing. Yeah. Because that was when Mandalorian came out. That was like their big thing. Yeah. But um, I uh, uh, I remember seeing trailers and stuff in the movies and at home, but I was like, ah, I really don't want to go see it. I'll just wait for it to come on Netflix or something, mm. which it did for a minute there. Yeah. But yeah. That, that's that's all I got. <laughs> I can't. I remember the trailers. But I don't think it was one of the movie that I was like, oh, I'm going to go see it. And from, like, the other podcasts I listened to about the movie, like, not a lot of people went to go see it in their movies either. Mm-hmm. Like, some guy said that he went to a theater that was held for, like, 150 people, but they only sold, like, 11 seats. I, I don't think this movie broke even. Yeah. Yeah. No. Do I you want to th- know why? Why? Because, literally, so, John Howard, he's not their first director. He was actually their director, like, like super late in the film yeah so what happened is i guess like uh the Castian brothers like who? the people who wrote the film oh. like solo um the actors weren't were like improvising a lot and i guess um they didn't want this to be like a comedy like they want it to be like semi like semi-serious I mean, so it was pretty serious. Uh, yeah, but the, this is the version we get now is kind of serious. And like the Cashman brothers got upset because they weren't saying their lines that they written word for word. So they were pretty far into production already. Mm-hmm. And they were like, scrap that. We're getting a new director and we're doing this. Like, which cost Disney way more than it needed to be. Yeah. Sorry, I was I'm looking at the uh uh the wikipedia for it to figure out the budget as well Mm -hmm. and it says its budget was like 275 to 300 million Mm dollars which is makes it one of the most expensive films ever made Mm -hmm. i knew that but um it's because they had to restart yeah it says the film became a box office bomb only grossing 392 or 93.2 million and i read somewhere 
like, oh yeah, it was here. It was uh, with an estimated production budget of two hundred seventy-five million. Mm-hmm. It, was re- it was reported that the film needed to gross at least five hundred million to break even. Yeah. And fi- and to break even in film is like, it, it's not just the budget. I mean, because you gotta, you know, pay for people as well. Wow, that's crazy. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I know, and I think that's why, like, the version we saw, that's why it's kind of choppy in the beginning. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, like, kind of, like, like, I feel like the story doesn't really start until, like, when he's, like, down in the ground. You know what I mean? Like, that's when I feel like the story started. Mm-hmm. Like, not in the beginning before that. Or I like the beginning. Oh, it's all right. It gave us Han Solo. <laughs> the beginning gave us Han Solo. <laughs> Give us Holland, technically. <laughs> so this movie is starring uh, Alden Ehrenreich. Alden? <laughs> He's in other movies such as Beautiful Creatures and Hail Caesar. And I've never seen that movie, so... <laughs> Woody Harrelson. I know him from The Hunger Games. Where do you know him from? That's the only thing you know him from. That's not the only thing. That's just what I remember him as, is Hamid. You can't think of anything in mind. Had, you have had, to look it up. I had his tab open because I was like, why would I write this down when I can just go to his tab? <laughs> but, um, you know, here we are. I know. Ha ha. Everyone laugh at him. He was in, I knew, he was in Zombieland. I know that. Oh, off the top yeah, of my head. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was also in uh, War uh, for the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. That one doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was in the Hunger Games series. Mm-hmm. He was. Oh, he's in Midway. Which I, I really love that movie. Yeah. Have you seen Midway? I don't think so. That's really good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the one with uh, Ben Affleck? Or is that Pearl Harbor? That's Pearl Harbor. Oh, okay. But no, I haven't seen Midway. <laughs> okay. Amelia Clark. We know her best from Game of Thrones. Um, I know her from that one movie, the Christmas romance movie. You remember that? Yeah, like Last Christmas or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Last Christmas. Yeah. It, it came out like right after uh, Game of Thrones ended. Yeah, and I was like, mm. <laughs> um, have you ever seen her in? Uh, oh, me. You before? like you guessed the plot before the movie came out. You're like, oh, he's probably like a ghost or something. Yeah, it was looking very ghosty. I was like, hmm. I bet he actually gave her her heart. <laughs> that's what ended up happening. And that's Here's what happened. Her, that's her transplant. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Which shouldn't be possible because I thought you had to be like the same, pretty much. You had to be almost the same person. Like I don't know like, how transplants work, man. Like, <laughs> sure. I'm not. Okay, whatever, whatever. I don't know what the requirements are, bro. I think it just like well, I thought it, it was... freaks me out to know that I can like take your liver right now. Like you can somehow detach yours and attach well, it to it mine. Like, I thought you had to be like the same weight, the same race, the same gender. I don't know. All that, like I, I thought, don't know. whatever. Um, Donald Glover, we know him best from Community and mm-hmm. Childish Game. No, yeah, yeah, as I was saying, like, it's not just Community. <laughs> Christian, what's your favorite? Lo- Christian, what's your favorite Donald Glover song? My favorite Donald Glover song? Um, right now it's, it's right now it's Sober, but, mm-hmm. but all time, I think it's, uh, uh, Summertime Magic. Yeah, you do like that song. Uh, yeah. I'm a I'm a pick me girl. I'm a classic girl. I like 305. It's 3005. Whatever. You're a fake fan. 
<laughs> uh, for Phoebe Waller Bridge, we know her best for her literal flea bag era. I don't even know um, who that is, man. I know you don't know, but I know. <laughs> who was that in the movie? Oh, three. Oh. <laughs> Makes sense. Dandy Noon, we know her best in Westworld, and Paul Whitney, we know him best as the Charm. So, an early draft of uh, Young Han Solo has, like, been in, like, making since, like, 2002. So, like, Lucas, whatever the fuck his last name is. George, George Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. Lucas, whatever his last name is, says his last name. <laughs> he, uh... Mr. George. <laughs> he had an early draft of where, like, how Young Solo was. So, in, uh, they've had a lot of actors in mind for this role. Like, they filmed, like, I think 3,000, like, people, like, auditioned. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, at, like, early 2016, a list of How actors, much you want to bet Leonardo DiCaprio auditioned? Christian. <laughs> I'm just saying, how much you want to bet? I don't... Mm, you know what? I'll, I'll put it on the maybe list. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Okay. You, you you keep going All over right. the details. I'm gonna look a up. list of actors were uh, revealed to play young Solo, such as Miles Teller, <laughs> Ansel nice. Elgort, Dave Franco, Jack Reiner, Scott Eastwood, and Logan Lerman. Do you know who, who those actors are? Yes. Really? Miles Teller. <laughs> You can't keep getting away with this. He just can't. <laughs> so, March 2016, reports of Alden Ehrenreich, Jake Reiner, and Taryn uh, Egerton made the shortlist. How does it make you feel that we could have seen the gorilla from Sing? I wanted to see Taryn Egerton. Really? Solo. I feel like this guy kind of like just nails the role. You think like, so? Like, I feel like... So, there's a lot more than just mm-hmm. looking the part, mm-hmm. but like... Mm-hmm. He definitely looks the part. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine uh, Taron Egerton or uh-huh. Miles Teller. Or uh, Dave Franco. Or Dave Franco. Definitely not Dave Franco. <laughs> like, they just don't have, like, the build, if that makes sense. Like, uh-huh. Han Solo... Uh, Is uh, Indiana Jones? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Did you know uh-huh. that... This is my piece of trivia for today. Uh-huh. So, Harrison Ford... They had only signed a contract for two movies. Mm-hmm. So, New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. So, George Lucas... Dis- and after Indiana Jones... Because Indiana Jones came out, uh, I think, around the same time as Empire Strikes Back. And so, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones was and uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark was so successful, uh, despite also being a Lucasfilm property. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, both directed by George Lucas. Really? Well, I don't know if directed, but... But we're both owned by mm. until he sold them to do this thing. Mm. But like, uh, but like, I, Harrison Ford, he was only signed on for two films, mm. and he didn't know af- because of how successful his other movies were. George Lucas didn't know if he was going to come back for the third, and so he, at the end of the second movie, he cast him in Carbonite mm. and left it open ended. Mm-hmm. So, the first thing people I like screen. Han Solo. <laughs> Um, was seen at the Super Bowl commercial but as soon as like it was like um, out into the public like it got only like a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes but one of the comments said it was like flawed yet fun do you agree with that? no that it wasn't flawed? 
but it was fun. This movie is without flaw. <laughs> it's honestly a really good Star Wars movie. It's yeah. better than the, some, than the other Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. IMO, that came out recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, Force Awakens is good. Yeah. But, like, this is probably at least on par with Force Awakens, if not better. <laughs> really? I know. It, it was a good movie. Yeah. Like, it kept the plot going. It, I don't know, there were a lot of things that, like, no one knows about Han Solo that mm-hmm. kind of, like, like, oh, what kind of person becomes Han Solo? Yeah. Because, like, when you see Han Solo in New Hope, mm-hmm. he's already made a man for himself, you know? He's a smuggler. He does whatever he, he's in the movie he's an outlaw mm. if you remember that man of the movie yeah, yeah. but uh you know he he kind of does what he wants but in this movie you know he's like I mean, he's he's say, just ma- he's just making it day to day i mean you say he's like an outlaw but he like helps people okay i mean robin hood's an outlaw i mean i, mean, I guess like an outlaw doesn't mean bad person it just means you break the law yes depends what the law is <laughs> so why do you think this story flopped what do i think it flopped mm-hmm um, let me make sure of when another movie came out. Oh, Rogue One. Is that what you're thinking of? I'm just making sure this movie came out when I think it did. This came out in 2018. Well, I'm making sure. What about Force Awakens? Because people probably just hate, yep, 2015. So people honestly probably just thought it was going to... I feel like it flopped because people thought it was going to flop. Mm. It's like what uh, the government's saying about inflation right now. Like, there will only be... Or not inflation, about a recession. Like, there will only be a recession if people act like there's a recession. Mm. Like, right now, we're good. But, like, if people start panicking, I just heard we were, like, officially in a recession. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, like, we haven't felt anything. Us, regular people, haven't felt anything. But it's like... They were like, yeah, so, like, are there... Are we entering a bad era right now? Mm. Yeah, but, like... We're not in a recession, really, until people start acting like we're like people start like not spent like not spending any money, things like that, mm. whatever. But I feel like this movie flopped because uh, for the same line of thinking, it flopped because people thought it was going to. That's crazy. It was a good movie, but I feel like people were just so sick of uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi, and then like Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Would you say you're like a big Star Wars fan? And Rogue One, me? Yeah. Yeah. Really? I think in terms of like film, uh-huh. Star Wars is like one of my favorite genres i would say i'm just a watcher like an avid watcher like i'm hardly in the mood for star wars but like i will sit down and i enjoy them like i loved when the force awakening came out like i was like oh my god this movie is like amazing and i got like heavily into like the star wars lore and then after a while i was like okay i'm obsessed with another movie Mm. yeah (laughs) like i've watched pretty much every like mainstream like star wars media Uh With the exception of, uh... So no comic books or anything? No. Like, like <laughs> film. Like, like film or, or TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, so, like... But, so, like, I haven't seen the Christmas special. I haven't seen uh, Star Wars Res- Resistance, which mm-hmm. is an, uh, an animated show. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen, um... Uh, I haven't seen all of Visions. Mm-hmm. But, like... I, I, I want to finish Visions. But I probably won't watch the other two. But I've seen pretty much everything else. If it's on Disney Plus and Star Wars, I've seen it pretty much. It would just be fun to see, like, how, like, we compare it, like, to each of our different, like, perspectives. Because I feel like, like, the hardcore, hardcore fans, like, hated this movie. There was a lot to hate about Star Wars. I guess. Like, back then, I guess. (laughs) Just for the fun. And, listen, we're the... Well, the new are the new Star Wars movies like this the newer trilogy are they good? Mm-hmm. No, 
I mean, no, but like, who knows, maybe in 10 years time, 20 mm-hmm. years time, we'll look back on them and be like, you know, they were good. Mm-hmm. Like the same way we are with the prequels. And the prequels, I mean, weren't bad. I love them as a kid, but like... I think that's what I'm saying. Like, us as kids who watch them, we're now older to form our own opinion about it. Yeah, and and there's like kind of two boats, too. There's like, oh, Star Wars is for kids. Star Wars, there are pretty heavy topics in Star Wars. And yeah. not, not just the ones that are obvious, like war, mm-hmm. the no, notions between good and evil. Mm-hmm. Like, there are pretty heavy topics in Star Wars, so it's not all for kids. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you look at it as an adult, and you're like... Oh yeah, Star Wars is for grown-ups, but like who does the movie appeal to? Like who who are uh what what what's the merchandising going to look like? Mm. Uh what's going to sell better? Uh uh 1 to 16 exact replica of an X-wing or a plastic X-wing they sell at Walmart. Oh you know, God. you know like oh it's crazy. The Wal- the Walmart plastic toy is going to sell a lot more than a scale model of an X-wing will. Mm-hmm. Like the movie is made the movie and things and locations and characters and uh, ships in the movie mm-hmm. are made t- so they can be easily merchandised mm-hmm. I bet you don't know that but like uh, a lot of times like toy makers or things like that will work with movies, movie makers when they're developing like uh, sets or costumes or mm-hmm. boat or ships or cars because they want to make them easy to replicate for toys mm. That's crazy. And it's usually small stuff. Like, if it's a something that's important to the character, like Dom's uh, uh, car in mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious, they won't change that ever. I mean, but granted, his car is just a black car. It, like, nothing special on it, really. But, anyway. So, um, do you think the actors did well portraying a younger character oh, yeah. that audiences recognize so well? Oh, yeah. Really? Like, you, did you say the actors or the actor? Like, him Like, no, like, the actors. Like, do you think that they did well performing like these characters like that we know yeah d- and definitely han and lando really like i think lando did a really good job yeah donald glover knocked it out of the park with mm-hmm. this one donald glover's a good actor don't get me wrong but like this was really i good. would say aaron wright did like i was like okay like knowing what like harrison ford does like and recognizing that like i can recognize like oh like your dialect or like your mannerisms yeah, like um, i can like i can see han but him himself like Aaron, like i can't you know I, I was watching this movie i was mm-hmm. like he nailed like if if he was a han solo impersonator mm-hmm. top 10 yeah like if, if you were to grab people at the local mall to go to the <laughs> you know like he did he nailed it. like uh there's some action scenes later just the way han mm-hmm. acts or whatever mm-hmm. like han out and this is and you're gonna be like well that makes a lot of sense because george lucas took inspiration from samurai films which took place from westerns or to or took uh um what am i thinking took uh inspiration from westerns not place and inspirations but like so like han acts like you know the cow the cowboy and emotion i'm making a movement so sahara can see mr shows i'm talking about but (laughs) han like shoots gun like uh-huh. like a gunslinger yeah you know, like he leans with it so yeah. you can have a better line down the site <laughs> yeah. and he puts his hand out for uh-huh. weight distribution yeah you know he's like like <laughs> like like you watch old western movies yeah and how you know like the like at, Eastwood style. yeah like uh we meet at high noon and mm. draw yeah, like yeah, yeah. he looks exactly like those guys and he's just nailing it because that's how han acts in the original trilogy well did you and know like the in- like disney didn't like what he was doing in the first 
like time like take that they did the movie so they hired like an acting coach huh i didn't know that yeah so how does that make you feel about him now definitely i feel like still he nailed it because mm-hmm. he's he's so you said they reshoot reshot mm-hmm. the first part then that, that's what we see i'd want to see that what's so there's deleted scenes in this movie that i've seen mm-hmm. i've seen deleted scenes before i've seen the actual movie mm-hmm. and han when he enlists with the imperial military mm-hmm. and he wants to be a pilot mm-hmm. you actually see where he goes to piloting school mm-hmm. and um I don't remember what happens, but he's training in a TIE fighter, mm. and there's an accident or something like that, and Han was told, like, oh, no, that's not what happened. Uh, or was it? I don't know. It was something like that, but anyway, there's, like, an accident, like, his TIE fighter goes out of control mm-hmm. or whatever, and he's able to land it and, mm. like, not hurt anybody, mm. but I guess he disobeyed orders or whatever, and they kicked him out, and mm. at his... Uh, trial, you know, because mm-hmm. it was a disciplinary action. Mm-hmm. They send him to the infantry, which is how he ends up on Mimbon in the mm-hmm. movie. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, things like that, it was really choppy because I didn't understand that he got kicked out because later he says it earlier, but like when he's like down there, like when there was like, oh, welcome to the naval thing, and then we like cut to him like being in the infantry. I was like, wait, I thought he was going to be a pilot. Yeah. And then I I had to piece together as the audience member, like, like did they just lie to him <laughs> like i mean that's the initial what i got oh no the empire did something terrible okay yeah but like no, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of you I, yeah. just mean, I just mean like like for the audience like oh no the empire did bad things but like mm-hmm. i don't know I, and that's just one of those deleted scenes that, like all the time mm-hmm. i see stuff and it's like a deleted scene and i'm like why would they cut that literally and it's and i understand it's like a time issue mm-hmm. or uh relevance to the whole story mm-hmm. issue but like if it helps the audience understand a detail yeah. better about the film, why would you cut that? Yeah, literally. It's like, imagine if you were watching Iron Man, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we, when Iron Man's convoy gets attacked in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, you just it, it just cuts to like the attack happens or whatever, mm-hmm. and then like a little bit happens, but like you don't see the part where like the bomb exploded, and it, this, the bomb labeled Stark Industries exploded and put shell fragments in his heart mm-hmm. you imagine like that part right there just got cut mm-hmm. you don't know why he suddenly i mean obviously you can see why he's anti-war but like you don't know why he specifically about his company is feeling mm-hmm. if he orders it you don't know why he has heart problems you mm-hmm. know and he could probably mention it but you know it's like why it's would, not as fun yeah yeah so like why would they cut that yeah scene? and i'll show you the scene after the podcast if you want well a lot of um another podcast they said that when they brought the acting coach and they didn't like the way like aaron wright was doing his solo that they were basically teaching him how to be harrison ford so like my next question is do you think aaron wright had really like big shoes to fill yeah i mean yeah yeah uh, yeah those those are about as big a shoes you can fill in star wars second only to being vader not luke <laughs> no luke's mid Luke's pretty farm boy, so like <laughs> he is Vader. Like no one has the stage presence mm-hmm. like Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. He comes on screen, he is what you're looking at. He's yeah. Darth Vader's I was always been like scared tall. of Vader until I saw Rogue One. Like I'll, I didn't I'll, care. I'll see. Yes, bro. That's when I was like, oh shit, Honestly, this homie does not play. So. You should watch Kenobi because there's you see Vader. In yeah. it. I know, spoiler, but like <laughs> it's 
Really? Kenobi is really... You can skip the first part. You can, like, skip through it if you want, and I'll just tell you what happened. But, like, those last... That last episode, dude. <laughs> Se- uh, second to last and last episode, actually. Christian's fanboy. I know, but, like, uh, but Han Solo, I mean, like, you think Star Wars, you think Darth Vader, you think mm-hmm. Star Wars a second time, you think, like, Han Solo, mm-hmm. the Millennium Falcon. It's, it's the most iconic ship, in, a second only to the X-Wing, so, like... Oh, my gosh. Everyone, everyone knows what the Millennium Falcon means. Whether you're a Star Wars fan or not. That's another uh, thing somebody else said, that they were saying, like, oh, well, Aaron Reich signed for, like, two more movies after this. Like, I would rather we wait to see all these things, like, later. Like, like he was saying, he was like, oh, this is how Han Solo gets his dice. This is how Han Solo gets his, like, uh, gun. This is how Han Solo gets the Falcon. Like, he didn't want it, like, all like that. Like, everything had to be an origin story. So, like... That's a and that was someone else saying that. Yeah. That's that's stupid. <laughs> it's just like why do you need to know? Yeah. Like some things are better when they're just casual. Like mm-hmm. I hate the way Marvel does it where mm-hmm. it's like uh like in Captain America in the first Captain America mm-hmm. where he was like what's this? pulls out the vibranium uh donut shield yeah. yeah. and uh it, and they're like, "Oh, that's a a prototype." And it's the only vibranium we have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, it may, you know, spoon... I hate being spoon-fed. Really? And, pe- and people love to be spoon-fed. Really? It, it's, yeah. <laughs> people love to be spoon-fed. But it's just... Why? Yeah. You know? Like, okay, what if you had a show that was, like, anytime they're important plot, plot detail, the characters, like, broke the fourth wall, and they were like... Oh, I love that shit. <laughs> oh, it's just... Oh, my God. Okay, or... Uh, or in Thor, where yeah. they were like Mjolnir, the hammer that helps the god of thunder wield his stuff. Or in, I don't know. It's just like just getting mad. Yeah, like I'm like, <laughs> why do you need to be spoon fed so bad? Like in the in the thing, mm-hmm. Beckett just hands him a, the, a pistol he had on him, mm-hmm. and that's Han's blaster that he always has. Yeah, I think that maybe they were expecting like something more glorious to happen. Like I don't know. Like, in the scene where the uh, recruiter is just like, oh, what's your name? And he's like, Han. Han. And he's like, what's your last name? He's like, oh, I don't have anybody. And he's like, hmm, Solo. Like, to me, that read, oh, that's the same as Jane Doe. Like, that's in my brain. That's what I was seeing. Yeah, but a, a lot, lot of people lot of hated it, that. Yes, and I was just like, why? I, I don't understand. Like, yeah, like, what if he is like, oh, uh, Han. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, like, it was... It's fine. Yeah. Because, like, Solo's just... he. Nowhere in the prequels did they say that's his actual name. Yeah. And and they always call him Han. No one calls him Mr. Solo. Yeah. Except for maybe C-3PO. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But, like... So well, it's just a nickname that yeah. he got, and he's going by it. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I I heard that somebody else who was, like... um, Like, he ha- he has a family, and their last names were Solo. So I think that's probably why they were like, Oh, what the fuck? They're just gonna throw the comics out of the way? Well, I mean, Disney kind of decapitated a lot of the canon with yeah, Star Wars yeah. anyway, so, like... That's crazy, man. So, um, before we get into the story, I kind of want to, like, talk about some of the characters. Not the ones that we already know, also, but some of them we don't know. Yeah, also, something else. Before uh, we move on, Yeah. I just thought of, well, thought of this. I had it written down, but I just remembered. Uh-huh. Like, a lot of people are mad about that, but, like, there's so many other characters in Star Wars that don't have last names. 
Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yoda. Yeah. Chewbacca. Yeah. Any clone trooper. Yeah. Except for Cut Queen, but that doesn't mm-hmm. count. Because he's not a clone of one. Like, they all just, they don't call themselves, uh... Uh, Rex Fett mm-hmm. or Fives Fett mm-hmm. or you know like they don't refer to themselves as Fett clones yeah you know Django Fett in case for uh, the audience who, yeah, d- yeah. who doesn't know what I'm talking about <laughs> the clones are clones of a guy named Django Fett but anyway um so, so yeah. I was gonna ask what do you think of the character Beckett pretty good I loved Beckett yeah I I mean it's what him. I would expect from someone it's literally Han Solo but it's Han Solo is a bad person like yeah. it's what I would expect really like, I enjoyed him so much, like, and I loved their, like, dynamic a little bit of him being like, oh, you know nothing. You know nothing, John Snow. Trust no one. Literally. Just the ominous. I just, I loved... Which, I mean, valid. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust you. I don't know. I just enjoyed Willie, Woody Harrelson's performance. Like, I really enjoyed him in this. I love Woody Harrelson. What do you think of Amelia Clark in this? I'm going to be honest with you. I was, it took me, like, 30 minutes watching through, and I was like, that is Amelia Clark. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look at the cast list before yeah. watching. So and it didn't click that that was Amelia Clark. Yeah, I'm I'm so used to the white hair mm-hmm. or blonde hair. Literally, bro. I'm used to blonde or white hair. So, uh, but yeah, I was like, that is Amelia Clark. Oh no, my. I was like, what'd you do to your hair? Uh, but uh, um, I heard some complaints that she was just like. Like Amelia Clark isn't good in this role, but like I disagree. I enjoyed. I yeah. enjoyed her. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed her. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe... I'm not sure if this is just, like, bad directing, bad writing, but it did took me a second to know, like, what her, like, alliance was. You know what I mean? What you mean? Like, I always felt like she was gonna portray... Like, did she kind of portray Han in the end? I mean, like... I mean, she didn't portray him. She just, you know... I was just like, where... I mean, like, where is she gonna go? I want to see more of Kira. Is I think that's what I want. I want more Kira. I uh, I, I want to know more about Kira because I feel like I don't know her at all. I wouldn't consider consider that a betrayal. I would just oh sorry, am I about to knock it over? I would just consider it more of no no she dumped him mm. literally and figuratively <laughs> and literally in two different ways mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, that, um, that's that on that. What do you think about L three? I love Belfry. Really? Belfry was really great. I, lo- I, 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 I felt... I was so upset when people would complain about her. I was like, wow, okay. People complain about her. People yeah. Complain. Star Wars fans complain about everything. It's really annoying. Like, just... And I hate how they're like, oh, well, you know, you should be able to criticize anything. But, like, y'all are just being, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Actual? Yeah, pretty much. I'm just like... Bro, just enjoy the movie. <laughs> it, it's Star Wars. <sighs> anyway. But, yeah. So, do we want to get into the movie? No, hold on. Oh, okay. I was going to ask, what do you think about Dryden as a villain? Yeah, I mean, villain. nobody in this movie, with the exception of Dryden, mm-hmm. is really, like, bad. Like, there are no real bad guys mm-hmm. other than, like, the ones that they shoot at mm-hmm. and then Dryden. And Dryden's only a bad guy because he's, like, the godfather, you know? Like, <laughs> he's the head of a criminal enterprise. I was like... He's only bad because he's making money and he doesn't care who it hurts. I was like, I mean, I guess. So so he's a capitalist. I was like, okay. The only thing I will say is that in that party scene where uh, Beckett asks for, like, Dryden, and the lady's like, oh, he's just finishing up with the governor. And then the next scene we see him, like, killing the governor. Yeah. Loved that. I loved that. I was like, okay, now we know what this man is capable of. I loved that scene. It's not hard to kill somebody in Star Wars. I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm just saying I, like, enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, okay. Can we get into the movie now? Of course. Of so. course. 
a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh yeah, there's no scrolling this time. Well, not even that. Let me finish. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and then new blue text against the space space background, which I thought was really interesting because yeah, so? I haven't seen that before. Well, it's not the. I think a lot, I heard a lot of complaints, but it wasn't like the scrolling like the thirty. There wasn't to. scrolling in Rogue One, either. There wasn't. Well, they came out the same year, so. I know. Well, I thought Rogue One came out a year later, but anyway. But yeah, like so, like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the scrolling's iconic, but the scrolling is for... Oh, I think that guy, he said, um, he was like, I think they did have the scroll, but they, they were like, oh, well, Rogue One doesn't have scroll, so we should, like, probably follow that since we come out the same year, and so I guess they did. Yeah, I'm like, the, I feel like the scroll, mm. because of that, is more important for, mm. those, for the larger films, you know? Like, it's more important that they do that. But anyway, so, um, we see Hong's little hot wire speeder... You're not going to read what the text scroll says? Oh, you can read if you want. I, I, was, I was just thought the blue text is interesting. I mean, it, it kind of just gives you background like every Star Wars movie, but I figured, <laughs> I figured we would get into it. We open with a galaxy far, far away. It is a lawless time. Crime syndicate compete for resources, food, medicine, and hyperfuel. On the shipbuilding... Hyperfuel and bold. <laughs> on the shipping building planet of Corellia, the foul lady Proxima of forces runaways into a life of crime in exchange for shelter and protection. On these mean streets, a young man fights for survival, oh but god. yearns to fly among the stars. Oh my god. <laughs> for a second I thought you were making that up. I was like, oh wait, no, that's actually what it's called. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, they actually, someone actually typed that and it went through like several lines of checking. They're like, yeah, this looks good. Yeah, this looks great. <laughs> but anyway, not, not to diss on whoever wrote that, but do better next time. <laughs> So yeah, hyperfuel is in bold. So we already know from a get from the get go that that's like a big thing. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, so we start off. Uh, it's Han Solo. He's uh, hot wiring a speeder. Mm-hmm. He throws up these dice or whatever that are in them. Mm-hmm. You know, does he fill them up? Yeah, yeah he, he does. does. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Throws up these di- these lucky dice that he has in the thing in, in the equivalent of the where the rearview mirror would be in a real car. <laughs> and uh, uh, he, you know, uh, he's doing that. And you see in the background a bunch of uh, ISDs are being built on Corell- Imperial Star Destroyer, by the way. I just I, I acronymed it. Uh, but yeah, Imperial Star Destroyers are being built on Corellia. Mm-hmm. Corellia in Star Wars has always been like a big shipbuilding thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you heard, but the Millennium Falcon is technically a Corellian freighter. Wow. So, like, also, so also has the, attack, uh, the attraction between Han as well to that and he said in the movie that his father helped build those freighters mm-hmm. but like yeah so Corellia has always been like a big shipbuilding world that's like it's been its thing in Star Wars lore wow. uh, but yeah anyway so um, he meets uh, Kira so he takes a speeder some people chase after him whatever mm-hmm. he he books it uh, and they go into like this little den yeah he meets uh, Ki- this a woman named Kira there mm-hmm. Uh, How do you like the, that spelling? Uh, it took a couple spellings. Yeah, out. literally, it, bro. And then autocorrect. Anytime I would type Q, I was like, oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, it would suggest it and autocorrect, so that was fine. But um, uh, anyway, they talk about, like, getting off Corellia mm-hmm. and, you know, having a life somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway. Well, no, he he, uh, he tells her, he was like, oh, hey, I stole this bottle of uh, Coaxium. Coaxium? Oh, cool. Whatever. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. But I'm and, almost like that's what they're, what they're talking about. They're like, oh, we want to, you know, get mm-hmm. off world. Anyway, so Lady Proxima, who is that? So she controls, like, the underworld on Corellia mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, so Han was supposed to bring back some payment. He, he brought some stuff over. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to pay him, and he would come back with a payment. He never, They, I guess they turned on him. 
mm-hmm. or whatever, and he never got the payment or the stuff back. Mm-hmm. So he had to come back with nothing, and that's why he was still in that speeder. He was trying to get out as fast as possible. What did you think of Lady Proxima? I thought she was... Yeah. <laughs> oh, she looked gross. She was... Ooh. She looked like a, mo- um, a motherfucking... Uh. And if you don't know, Lady Proxima is voiced by Linda Hunt. And if you don't know who that is, that's that Edna Mode-looking lady in Edna NC. Mode. In NCIS. <laughs> Oh my god. You can picture her, can you? <laughs> anyway. So, so she like emerges from like this pool thing. She's like a caterpillar looking yeah, thing. Yeah, like she looks like a, ca- a giant caterpillar. <laughs> yeah. and, all, and all the kids come around and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so like they're going to punish Han or whatever. And mm-hmm. Kira's like, no, stop. And she's like, Kira, girl. <laughs> Stand up. <laughs> she, she has a woman to woman with Kira. She's like, literally. She was like, she was like, Han's not worth it. Don't, don't waste it on Han. I was like, she's like, mm. 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 anyway. So she, they're about to kill Han or whatever, but uh, Han's like, uh, what? I don't remember what he says. Oh, um, but wait, but he basically he. Uh, oh, he pretends to have a thermal detonator, yeah. which is a grenade. And so, uh, he pretends to have a thermal detonator, and, and, he, and like, he's like, "No, it's not." And he, he's like, "He's like, oh well, yeah, well, I just armed the thermal detonator." <laughs> and she was like, "That's that's not a thermal detonator." He's like, "Yeah, it is." He's like, "You just made the clicking sound with your mouth." <laughs> anyway, and, and that was so like Marvel jokey to me. Yeah, I like that. I thought, it was fun. I thought it, it's very Han Solo. You but, think so? But anyway, uh, what is he? He throws it at the... Yeah, he throws it at the window that's behind her, and then the light claws in, and that's when we figure out why it's so dark. Because it, like, burns her like she's a freaking bam- vampire. She's like, ah! And she looks directly at it. Like, she knows the light has come in, and she looks directly at it, and she gets burned. And so she dives into, like, the water that she's in, and that's when yeah. Kira and, like, Han, like, start, like, running. Yeah, and they go to that speeder that Han's yeah. still outside. Uh, anyway, so uh, Proxima's men follow the two and mm-hmm. try to stop them before they can escape. Mm-hmm. But uh, they race into they race into the Imperial shipbuilding yard uh, with the other with one of Proxima's men. They're all in a speeder following them. Uh, so they manage. Did uh, you remember that conversation they had while they're driving down the? I don't. What was it? He's like, I'm gonna be a pilot, and she's like, Cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> we can buy a ship. And he's like, Nobody can tell us what to do. Nobody kicking us around. But as they're being chased. I know. <laughs> I hate, I hated that part, but I thought it was corny. But that's yeah. Anyway, so they're uh, racing through the yard. Mm-hmm. Eventually, uh, the you know they're like, okay, we gotta get away from these guys. And so they see like a narrow alley or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like she's like, it's too tight. Like, yeah, they're like, yeah, the speeder's not gonna fit the way it is oriented. But he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna tip it up on its side, mm-hmm. and then he that works sort of, and they fit through, <laughs> but but then they down. they hit the walls and like slide mm-hmm. to a stop like just before they can get all the way through. So like, all right, we gotta ditch the speeder. Anyway, um, but before they do, he grabs the dice off. Oh his. yeah, but he, before they leave, he grabs the mm-hmm. dice off the thing. Anyway, they uh, they sneak their way into the spaceport, whatever. Mm-hmm. They uh, sneak in the line. Yeah, but if we watch like the stormtroopers. Yeah, like, stormtroopers are like arresting people, arresting people, like separating women from their children. You're like, whoa. Han's like, wow, that sucks. Anyway, this is America commentary. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> are you telling me you did not get that? I mean, I got it. But I was like, <laughs> Han's like, oh no. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Kara tells them that they need to be smart about where they're going next, and Han tells her not to worry about it. Um, but she does, because, you know, Corellia is the only thing she knows. And she tells them that they could get sold to traffickers like Crimson Dawn or the Hut Cartel. Mm. <laughs> but Han promises he's not going to let that happen. Hmm. 
Anyway, but like, uh, so they sneak a spot in line. Oh, and he hands her the dice as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm, For good luck. For good luck. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so uh, they sneak in the line. They get to the front or whatever, Mm -hmm. and Han's like, hey, we... Uh, Hans, we, Hans like we went through and they're like okay uh, identification like that's a thing we don't have it <laughs> uh, they were like but we wanted to give you this and it's that vial of coaxium that you sold. so uh, coaxium is hyperspace fuel uh, you know helps you go fast <laughs> and uh, it's worth a lot of money if you're, even for just a little bit mm-hmm. so they're trying to bribe the office lady with it and she's like okay so uh, she opens the gate for him, and uh, whatnot. But then right before, so Han goes through, mm-hmm. but right before Kira can get through, one of uh, Proxima's men grabs her, and the gate closes behind them. I know, so sad. Or whatever. So Han, he's like uh, trying to get to her, but she's telling him to go, and he's like, "I'll come back for you," and uh, whatnot. So he's like stuck in this other end of the. the He's pretty much in the terminal, I guess, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, what, what am I going to do? So uh, he uh, hears an announcement from the Imperial recruiting office there, or whatever. And he's like, oh, well, maybe I can enlist and be a pilot there. So he goes, he's like, I want to fly. And he's like, oh, if you join the Navy, you can. They're like, all right, what's your name? And he's like, uh, Han. Uh, like, uh, and he's like, last name? It's like, God, uh, it's just me. Um, I'm alone. And he's like... Solo. <laughs> Cut to black. Roll credits. No, I'm kidding. So, uh, and that's where that deleted scene would cut to, mm. cut to by the way. Okay. But yeah, he'd be flying, and then he'd get sent mm. to Mimbon. And, uh, anyway, so, uh, it then immediately cuts to him on Mimbon. So, Three years and, later. And that's where that, yeah, and that's where the deleted scene would be, which mm. really annoyed me. Because mm. I was like, seriously? No. That would have worked so well. So he tries and li- so although he listed in the Imperial Imperial Navy, he's sent to be an infantryman. So there's a difference here. He's not a stormtrooper. Okay. He's, yeah, I was going to ask. I was he, really he, confused about that. Yeah, he's just Imperial infantry. The difference is stormtroopers, much like shock troops IRL, are meant to be like. And it's going to sound really messed up, but like are meant to be like special forces almost. Mm-hmm. Like they're meant to be like highly trained. And whatnot, and that's mm. why you see them all over Star Wars, like on the Death Star mm. or on the ships in the original movie. And Are they gra- the ones in the and, black, like uniforms? And all white. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, back then, I'm sure George Lucas hadn't thought this far in advance. I didn't mm. think he, uh, a Han Solo film would ever happen. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, it, it was just like that then. But, like, in the lore, there are actual, like, Imperial, like, troops that aren't stormtroopers. Mm. But, you know, and that's what Han was. He was just a, a trooper there. And you see stormtroopers on Mimbon. Mm-hmm. So you know that the, those stormtroopers are still there. Mm-hmm. And they're the shock troops. But, like, it's whatever. But, uh, anyway. So they're on a battlefield or whatever. And he's following an officer. And mm-hmm. the officer's like, come on, Han. We're almost there. He's like, <laughs> where are we going? And Han, and the officer's like, And the officer's like, it's just across that ridge. To victory, immediately an artillery shell hits him. I know, so fucking funny, bro. That'd be me. <laughs> but, uh, and anyway, and Han sees, uh, this, uh, of these gr- this group of soldiers, like, faring pretty well, and they see a ship fly over, and they're like, that's the ship. Oh, we- yeah, that guy's, like, going wild west, like, pew, 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 his gun back and forth. Yeah, and so he's like, oh, I'm gonna stick with them, because one of them's a captain, or whatever, right? He has, like, officer's clothes on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh... Uh, they follow him around, 
and uh like uh sir where are we going he's uh, like i thought that was gonna be a quick job thought, that's what he y- said yeah rio says i thought this was gonna be a quick job and mm-hmm. uh, han approaches them among, and uh, you don't notice it but like other soldiers are there too they're, yes they're, like, bro like okay the first time you watch this you're like oh okay but the second time you watch this so fucking funny it is so fucking funny bro but like so anyway, they're like uh captain where are we going and he's like captain he's like yeah, and like points to his uniform, and he's like, "Oh!" And the other people and Beck- I didn't catch. No, 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 no. Like, what happens is like, uh, some random like soldier like comes up to him, and um, and he was like, he tells him that the commanding officer told him that it was oh, in yeah. the opposite direction, and then Beckett is like, "You can go that way, but you'll die." And the oh, that soldier, was Han. no, that was Han. Okay, and Han is like, "It's in that." Okay, direction. whatever. And so the soldier is like, "What happened to the commanding officer?" And Beckett's, like, asking, well, who's the commanding officer now? And the soldier tells, tells him, like, it'd be you, Captain. Be and then that's when they all laugh. They're like, oh, that ha, was ha, Han. ha, They said that. Oh, I thought it was that random. No, it was that random guy. It was Han. No, it was not. Han was just looking. No, it was Han. Babe, swear oh to God. God. <laughs> Whatever. Don't believe me, but that was Han. Uh, anyway, so Beckett manages to get them, like, out of their predicament. And they, no, they, that's when Val asks, like, paid by Tandy Newton. She asks them, so what's the plan now? Captain. Yeah. Anyway, the, and basically Beckett's plan is pretty much just follow me, and they make it out of there, mm-hmm. however it was. Anyway, so they're back in their trenches, mm-hmm. which means, like, did they, like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, Beckett, he's like, he, like, wants to follow Beckett around, and Beckett's like, hey, if you want, you want, pretty much, he's like, if you want to know what's best for you, uh, pretend you never saw us, essentially. That's mm-hmm. not his exact wording, yeah. but he's like, leave us alone. Anyway, so, um, later, he, uh, he sees Beckett again as they're about to go back out and fight again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I know you're not a... Uh, he's like, hey, uh, he pretty much tells him I know you're not a soldier because mm-hmm. uh, unless you're... Uh, he's like, your clothes are, like, full of blaster marks. So mm-hmm. um, either you're really fast, you're a really fast healer mm-hmm. or you stole it off a dead guy. And he's like, and that means you're not a soldier. And he's like, so my, my guess, you're probably thieves here to steal some equipment. It, pretty much, pretty much, he's saying like, "Oh, uh, I can turn you in, or you can, or what are you doing?" Oh, sorry. He's like, "I can, I, I can either turn you in, or you can let me help." And Beckett's like, "Ah, oh, I see your bet, and I raise you." Uh, hey, hey, Captain, come over here. Uh, this guy's a deserter. <laughs> it has. Han, I thought that was so funny. It has Han arrested, which is like, anyway, they're like, "Oh, throw him into the pit, or, or, or throw him to the beast," and then he's like, "The beast." Oh, he gets thrown into this pit, and these two stormtroopers yeah, are like, like watching, yeah. and they're like laughing and enjoying themselves. Oh yeah, because and he's the, like, oh, it hasn't eaten in three days. And the beast is none other than <gasps> Chewbacca. Chewbacca, the Wookiee. Anyway, so uh, they start. Han tries to run away, but him and Chewbacca have a brief fight. Mm-hmm. Lasts longer than I feel like anyone really would. Against oh yeah, the most definitely. But like anyway, he real the Wookiee's like about to drown him in the mud, mm-hmm. and and he. You know he like he's like, he's like <laughs> and the, and the Wookiee's like huh he's like okay yeah I speak a little bit <laughs> and he basically he tries to tell him he's like hey we need to pretend to be fi- to fight so we can knock out this there's like a, a central support pillar mm-hmm. or it's really just a metal pole in the middle of the pit or whatever that the stormtroopers above are standing on a platform that's yeah. being supported by this pole mm-hmm. it's like oh let's uh, destroy the pole and uh make it look like a fight and then we can escape. So that's what they do. They tend to fight, and then they knock the two stormtroopers in and take them out, whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. 
they manage to escape. So they immediately just book it for the airfield, and Han's like, this way! And they run in opposite directions, and they're chained at the feet. Mm -hmm. I should have added that before, but they're chained, and that's why Han couldn't escape Mm -hmm. the Chewie. So they're chained at the feet, and they run in separate directions, and they trip themselves up in the process. (laughs) Yeah. Well, actually, I think Chewie just starts pulling Han. Definitely like a little bit. Yeah, anyway, he's like, hey, we gotta go. That. He's like, after, he's, he's like, hey, after this, you can go wherever we want, but I need to get on this ship, so you're coming with me. Anyway, so they go. Uh, they get to the ship that Beckett, that flew over originally, that Beckett's trying to steal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they fly, they fly, they see it, it's taking off, and they're like, hey, hey, come back, you know? And, they're, yeah, and, and Beckett and Rio and Val are all looking at him, and they're like, hey, uh, 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 Beckett's like, what, what's going on? Everybody's like, hey, uh, is that a Wookiee? It's like, you know, a Wookiee might help with this next job mm. without him on. And uh, Val's like, no way, don't trust anybody. You know. Yeah. As thieves do. Anyway, but Beckett's like, alright, fine, land the ship. Let's pick him up. And they pick him up. And so Han and Chewbacca escape. Mm-hmm. And they uh, get on the ship. They, you know, they take a shower. They rinse Together. off. Together. Together. And, and Han's <laughs> like, we couldn't have done this one at a time. Which I thought was a little funny. <laughs> a lot of people complained about it that as well. Like, that scene was like, why was it needed? And I was like, to solidify their newfound brotherhood. Of course. I just think it's so funny. And now I realize why Chewbacca, like, screamed so loud when when uh, Solo died. Because he saw his penis. Oh my god. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> We come to their ship flying through this cold mountain planet as Solo looks on. The Wookiee joins him and Solo thanks him and he explains that the job they're about to do has a lot of money um, and that it's good for the both of them. So Solo asks what his name is and uh, he tells him that it's Chewbacca and Han tells him he's like, I'm not his name. I'm not calling you that every time. (laughs) Gotta get you a nickname. Yeah, literally. And that's how we get Chewy. 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 So we see Solo, Beckett, and Val look at a train through like their little. You know, I want to say that sentence again. I was cheating. <laughs> what? Like, say what you just said again. We see Solo, Beckett, and Val look at the train through their binoculars, and we see that a high security is like attached to it. Next to the the train is like coaxium. Uh huh. Uh huh. Val does not trust Solo, and she makes that very known, and she calls them morons, saying that they could have picked like better experience people to work with yeah and beckett like reassures her by saying like uh he has good instincts on these guys and val says that she hopes he knows knows what he's doing and he promises that after this score they can settle down and he can learn how to play the vocal the viola chord the what viola chord chord? isn't that what he wants to play oh yeah uh, yeah that instrument yeah yeah so um Mm. Rio asks Solo what his story is, and Val tells him it's probably for a girl, and Solo confirms that this is true, and he tells them mm-hmm, basically mm-hmm. the first part of the movie. <laughs> mm. So, imagine he's just like, "Well," and, and we gotta cause, rewind. Yeah. <laughs> I die, bro. So Rio says he's. Or what happy if the movie just started there? I started when they're at the campfire, yeah. and he's like, "So what? What's your story? Starts at the beginning and gets all the way to this point." I'm dead. And Val tells Rio and Solo that everyone needs somebody, even old crooks like Beckett. And she strokes his hair and they kiss. So he's saying, Solo asks Chewie what he would do with his share and he explains free his people. 
and then um you know to get back to either his family or his tribe because you know solo can only like roughly translate it uh-huh we see uh beckett gunsling his gun and solo's like oh you have to teach me that and beckett tells him by this time tomorrow he'll have enough money to buy his own ship before kissing his gun and handing it to solo and that's how we see solo get his little his blaster <laughs> we also see a quick look of chewy uh putting on his um bandolier Mm-hmm. <laughs> which a lot of people also commented on there's like oh well wasn't he wearing it in the prequels i don't know not really i, I don't know <laughs> so he cuts to the train speeding down the track as the team flies down uh to jumping on top of the carts beckett solo and chewie are on the train as val creates a distraction um the guys are able to cut a hole on top of one of the carts and they find um or cracks them to power a whole fleet yes as they start preparing to take the field, they start getting shot at. Beckett tells Rio to fall back to the uh, as the train makes a sideways like thing on the tracks, like it turns. Yeah, yeah. And Chewie almost falls off until Solo like helps him out. Solo and Chewie are able to decouple the cart as Rio starts sending down wire skin to the ship. Do you know, by the way, mm-hmm. what type of blaster Han Solo uses? Mm-mm. Do you want to know? Yeah, it's called a DL forty four. DL-44? Yeah. DL-44. Oh. There's names for all of them. That's crazy. Uh, the stormtroopers use the E-4. So, <clears throat> once they're on the train and whatnot, you know, they're turning, uh, that's when some marauders show up, mm-hmm. led by, and they mentioned them earlier, like, oh, do you think Emphis Nest knows? But anyway, they're led by Emphis Nest. So... They're like, oh, God, who are these losers? And they'd already fought some stormtroopers on the train, mm-hmm. but, you know, dispatched them pretty quick. They they decoupled the train so that they left the stormtrooper portion behind as the rest of the train went on. Um, uh, sorry. Uh, did we already go over what the whole crew was doing? Because all yeah. because Han, Chewie, and Beckett yeah, are on the train. To and, decouple it, and then Rio's flying. Yeah, Rio's flying and Val's. And trying to destroy Val's the bridge. Val's trying to destroy the bridge. Mm-hmm. Do you know why she's destroying the bridge, by the way? No. I was really confused by that. So, if the bridge is destroyed and the train flies off, the train's, get, the train's destroyed. The car that contained the coaxium is destroyed. There's no proof that anyone robbed it, so they can't trace it back to them. Oh, wow. So, yep, they're, they're destroying the bridge so that they can't... Did they explain that and I just missed nope. it? Or? No, I mean, no, I mean, you kind of just had to, like, you know, like you can, you kind of have to piece together, like, oh, why did this? I had to think about it for a while. I was like, why are they destroying the bridge? And I was like, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I just thought about it for a while, but that's my th- th- theory. Okay. Anyway, but, um, so the Marauders are also after the fuel mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, so one of them's able to, they all kind of split up. The re- most of them are on these speeders. In fact, they all are. That's how they call it. They're on these speeders mm-hmm. shooting at them, at Beckett and Han and Chewie. Mm-hmm. But one of them's able to get onto the ship that Rio's flying and he boards and him and Rio have a brief brief little shootout. Rio kills him but the Marauder uh, also shoots Rio once mm-hmm. in the uh, or a few times in the back I think. I think mm-hmm. it was just once. But, I uh, felt like it was in the shoulder. Yeah it well it was like in his, it was in his back but like back here you know. Anyway so um uh Han's oh not Han Rio, uh, Beckett's like hey are you alright Rio? And Rio's like yeah I'm fine. Beckett's like he's not fine. Yeah, because the plane's getting closer to the... Yeah, and the, uh, the, uh, the ship ends up, like, landing, like, crash landing yeah, on the on ship. Sh- yeah, Or on the, on the train. That yeah. was crazy, bro. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, Beckett's like, Han, 
And, and Han's like, yeah. Like, so Han's first chance to be a pilot, um, if you don't count the deleted scene, mm. he, he gets on the uh, ship and he takes control from Rio or whatever. And Rio, um, uh, God, what, what did, did, what did Rio say? He did, I, I can't remember. He I, said, oh, I just need to rest my eyes. He's like, I just need to rest my eyes a little bit. Mm. Mm. Not a good look. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, on takes control, but as he's taking off from the train, he hits, he knocks out this pole, which, which Beckett says, we tripped a sensor alarm, mm-hmm. which they warned about this in the thing, like, oh, let's try not to trip any sensor alarms or else these droids will come and they'll, that'll not be good. Yeah. So the Imperial droids, cause they're stealing from an Imperial train car. That's why they're stormtroopers, obviously. But, um, <laughs> uh, anyway, and so they, uh, some droids come out and Val sees them cause Val's at the bridge, right, right where they come out. And so she's like, oh, okay. So she hides, lets them pass, and then she shoots one down as it flies past. Well, now the droids are all on her. So she bought the crew some time, but now she's pinned down mm-hmm. on the bridge and she can't get off. Mm-hmm. So the crew doesn't have to fight the droids, but she does. So uh, uh, Infosness boards the train, uh, and uh, they engage Beckett or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he knocks Beckett down and off of the main train. He lands on the lower portion for a second. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, uh, and he begins to cut away uh, Beckett's like, cables that he attached to the ship. They were going to decouple the entire car and then pull the train car up. Oh. And, um, anyway. So, Rio... At this point, Rio finally dies, or whatever, mm-hmm. while the Alcatoos fight the droids. And then and then she's like, you know what? I'm out of time, or whatever. And she, I was really confused at this part, too, because I think Val could have made it. I don't know. But, uh... But yeah, anyway, so she's... I don't remember what she says to Beckett. I don't... Oh, no, oh I wrote it down. I, don't, I, wrote I don't, down. She said, um... I, I, don't, I don't ever write their exact she, lines. Uh, she tells him that it's been a great ride with him and she would not treat it for anything. And uh-huh. she blows up the uh, bridge. Yeah, so then she sacrifices herself and blows up the bridge. Kills all the droids and still blows up the bridge. But, like, now they're running out of bridge. Mm-hmm. So, they're, yeah. So the train's running out of time. Uh... So, uh, because of that, they're able, uh, that gives, uh, Chewie the opportunity or the chance to, uh, to decouple the front of the train car and Han lifts up the entire train with them on board, uh, or them attached to the wires. Uh, but Emphasness and crew the, and his crew, they've also attached, uh, cables to their speeders and are pulling the train. So now it's like kind of stuck in the middle and they're heading towards the mountain and, and Han's like, I got to release it. And Han's like, do not release it no matter what. And Han's like, I have to, I'm sorry. And he releases it. And Emphasness, which I don't know why they were attached to it, because they couldn't, like, carry it, mm-hmm. you know? They start sinking. Like, oh, we gotta cut it. So they cut their own cables. The coaxium train... Uh, did we mention that's what they're stealing? Yeah. Okay, they're stealing a train full of coaxium, and it falls into the the mountain. And coaxium, and there's another hyperspace fuel known as Rhydonium. Both are super explosive, and it, it hits a mountain and explodes, like, massively. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, after that, Han and, and uh, Beckett calls Han a coward or whatever. Anyway, they land. Uh, Beckett buries Rio and pays mm-hmm. his respects for Val. And Han's like, hey, it's going to be okay. And Beckett just, like, punches He's Han. Like, <laughs> um, punches him or whatever. 
uh, and he berates him for like destroying the cargo. He's like, you, we weren't stealing that for us. Mm-hmm. We were hired to steal it and hired by Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn is a major crime syndicate. Uh, uh, anyway, and Han's like, oh, well, we should just run. And Beckett's like, it's not the life you want to live. I mean, uh, cause it, and Han's like, oh, well, I'm a deserter, and so I'm already running. He's like, the Empire won't send enforcers after you. Uh, Dr- Dryden Voss will. And so you'll have to like look over your shoulder every day for the li- rest of your life. Anyway, and so uh, uh, Beckett's like, we got to go to Crimson Dawn and ask for another chance. And Han's like, okay, we will. And he's like, Crimson Dawn doesn't know... Or, know your face either of your faces so if you come you're in this and he's like i'll do it because he wants because you know han wants money to get a ship yeah so anyway they go to i'm pretty sure it's on the same no. planet yeah they he yeah. asked chewie if, if he's going to do it too and he like um and chewbacca and chewbacca's like yeah 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 I'll, I'll go and then beckett's like oh i'm sorry for punching in the face and solo's like I'm used to it. I'm used to it. <laughs> so we see them like walking, and so we'll ask if Dryden Boss is waiting for them at like Fort Yapos. Mm. <laughs> Beckett corrects him, saying that he's waiting nearby on his yacht, and so we'll ask uh, how they will get there. And Beckett tells him it won't be a problem as the ship goes by. I was like, huh? It was yeah. like so they, so they were on the same plane. Yeah, it's his it's his yacht. Is what it is. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Anyway, so they go to. Crimson Dawn, uh, they meet, they're like, oh, we want to meet Dryden Boss, he's expecting us. He's like, one moment, he's, uh, finishing up with the governor, and then, like you said, he's killing the governor. Uh, anyway, uh, Beckett's like, don't talk to anybody, whatever, mm-hmm. keep your head down. Anyway, mm-hmm. while Han's walking off, uh, Chewie's like, hey, I'm gonna go. Oh, yeah, there's, like, a huge party going on. Yeah, they're, like, they're all yeah. just, yeah, there's a huge party going on. Yeah, so, Han, like, so Chewie's like, I'm gonna go get some. this lady singing, she's like, blah, 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 blah. And the guy, and the guy's head in the jar, he's just like. Anyway, so huge party. Chewie's like, I'm gonna go over there, whatever. Anyway, and Han's like just standing there or whatever, and he feels someone touches his shoulder. He's like, Hey, Chewie, I can't. He turns around, and it's Kira. Go, girl. And he's like, What are you doing here? Where are my dragons? You're awful. <laughs> anyway, so uh, uh, he's like, "What are you doing here?" And she's like, "I work here." Uh, he's like, "Hey," and Han's pretty much like, "I wanted to come back to Corellia for you." She's very forgiving of this. Well, I want. Well, she's forgiving because you know she's in. <laughs> she's in. Anyway, and so uh, Beckett comes back. He's like, "Oh, what did I tell you about talking to people?" And. Uh, Kira's like, oh. Oh, no, no, no. Before that, like, oh, we see her, her wrist is branded. Oh, yeah. Kira's wrist is branded mm-hmm. with the Crimson Dawn symbol. So, but, uh, anyway, Han's like, yeah, I'm working on this job. That's why I'm here. I'm going to get some money and I'm going to get a ship and come. Uh, I was going to come back for you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and he's like, oh, okay. And then Beckett shows up. And Beckett's like, hey, uh, what did I tell you about talking to people? Kira realizes, like, oh, Han, you're working for Beckett, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, anyway, they go and they're like, uh, Dryden Voss is expecting us, and so they, or, and he kind of comes to them too, so it's whatever. But um, uh, Dryden he comes to me, and Voss intru- Dryden Voss introduces Kira as his top lieutenant. Yes. So that's when we realize what she meant by oh she works there. Yeah, and then like Dryden puts his arm around her, and we see his ring as like the same like symbol. Uh, yeah, as her, her branding. Brand. Yeah, which is like ooh. Uh. So, uh, Dryden gets on to them for, like, failing the mission. He's like, how could you? He gets, like, super angry and, like, threatens Beckett. 
And then like Dragon calmly explains to Beckett, he's like, oh, you know who my boss is. Who did you think his boss was? I knew, I knew who it was because really? of other Star Wars media, but yeah. I got excited. I was like, Jabba? <laughs> no, no. I, I knew, I knew who it was. Oh, I thought it was just Darth Vader or something. <laughs> honest, honest to God, bro. You're half right. <laughs> it was a Darth. <laughs> so, and, uh, and he explains to Beckett that, uh, his boss will tell him that there has to be consequences. So he tells Beckett to give him a good reason why he shouldn't kill him. And Beckett explains that he will make it up to him. And He's he like, no, how. give me a good, yeah, how? Like, I don't know. Give me a good reason. <laughs> and Solo comes up with an unrefined version of the hyperfuel. Yeah, Solo's like, what about unrefined uh, coaxium? Mm-hmm. And they're like, where are you going to get un- uh, uh, unrefined coaxium? And uh, uh, they're like, oh, on... Uh, uh, the Spice Mines of Kessel. Yeah, on Kessel. The, uh, the Spice Mines of Kessel. Which is like kind of exciting to see since you know he brags about it all the time in the original trilogy. Well, did you know what Kessel was? What? Well, do you know what it is? Uh-uh. Like the planet? No. So Kessel is controlled by the Pike Syndicate. Mm-hmm. Another syndicate. Oh yeah, they say that later. But like, yeah, but like, do you know why Kessel's important? Why? So, in Star Wars, there is one type of pharmaceutical, let's say, mm-hmm. that trumps all others. And that pharmaceutical is spice. It, uh, if you know what I mean like by... Like Dune? Yeah, that's why I made that joke, like, oh, uh, science fiction writers, whenever they need to name a drug something, spice. <laughs> anyway, but, like, so... But, like... Oh, for real? Well, I'm just kidding. Oh, well, I, I, I always it, thought it was, like, the joke. spices that we cook with. It's drugs. For real? This entire time? In Dune? It was, it was drugs. Really? <laughs> did you not watch the same in Dune that I, I did? I I thought it was like no. the spices that you cook with. No, it's spice. You know how like, we had, okay, well, we, when we had the spice trade, like in the world. Well, yeah, those were spices. <laughs> but why would they call it spice if it's a drug? Because they're gonna call it drugs because then they gotta mark, uh, then they gotta make their book like for adults or something. But if it's like just that, but I feel like that should be better explained. Yeah, spice and doing in Star Wars are drugs, not like the spice cabinet. <laughs> anyway, so. Spice mining is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're gonna ruin the kettle. They're gonna ruin the kettle. <laughs> yeah, so spice mining is very dangerous. <laughs> On top of the fact that it's a health hazard, you, you know, any number of industrial accidents can happen. Mm-hmm. So the Pike Syndicate uh, hires slaves to mine the stuff. Why not droids? Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't Maybe know droids why. are expensive. Um, yeah, honestly. Well, they your life expectancy elsewhere in the galaxy varies, mm-hmm. but like your life expectancy as a spice miner on Kessel is like a month. For real? In Star Wars. Oh my god. So they're just constantly bringing in like, yeah. That's and, and, and that's why no one messes with the Pike Syndicate in Star Wars, because they're like, if you mess with them, you're going to Kessel. Oh my gosh. So like, yeah. You're not 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 good times on Kessel. Uh, so Dryden explains that that uh, Kessel is like Pike territory. Yeah, he's that, like we're not messing and, with the yeah. Pikes. I mean, obviously they're not going to enslave Dryden Voss, but he's like, yeah. I don't want to start a war. Yeah. But Solo like explains that they don't have to uh, because because they not. don't know them. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
so anyway, why don't you nudge me up? I'm getting there. <laughs> uh, so anyway, and they're like, on top of the fact that like you would need to get there and not die, mm -hmm. you also need a ship because unrefined coaxium, once you remove it from its like temperature cooled vault, it immediately starts to, um, I forgot what they said, what the word was, but it starts to destabilize. Destabilize, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if it destabilizes enough, it's going to explode and kill you all. Yeah. Uh, and yeah so anyway so they're like okay well we need a fast ship and so kira's like i think i know a guy you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i know a guy <laughs> and so they also on the same planet by the way mm -hmm. which is throwing me for a loop but so on the same planet. no you missed a part dryden tells kira that she has to go with oh them. well yeah but like so Kira's like, all right, you all go get the, go get the stuff. No, because Dryden asked her. He's like, oh, do you think Solo can pull this off? And she's like, yeah, I think you can. And he's like, great, because you're going with him. Great, because you're going with him. <laughs> she's like, gosh, darn it. And then that's when they go to like that lodge. So it's kind of like a pirate ship. Yeah. Anyway, so they get on there and it's a gambling pit mm -hmm. or gambling arena. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a robo dog fight happening in the background. Yeah. Yeah. We don't talk about that. No, bro. <laughs> like, do you remember how Kira like explains this the guy that they're going to meet? Yeah. She's like, he's like he's the best smuggler. He's attractive and sophisticated with impeccable taste and charisma. And then Han's like, we get it. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> Me. So, uh, anyway, that someone that they're going to meet is none other than Lando Calrissian, played Ooh. by Donald Glover. Wow. I know. What a man. But, uh... What a man, 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 what a man. So, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. So, uh, Han's like, alright, well, he sees him gambling. They're playing Sabacc, which is like poker in Star Wars. Um, they're like, okay, well, I'm going to try and ga uh, gamble for, the, for something, you know? And and uh, Kira's like, don't do that. And she's like, hey, tr and he's like, hey, trust me. Oh, he goes in. And he's like, so what is this, uh, Sabak? And he's like, it's Sabak. Well, actually, he's like, that's not what he said. He calls him Han. Well, okay. he's like, what's your name? He's like, no, hold Han. on. Well, actually, he's like, hey, is this seat taken? He's like, if the seat's open, it's open mm -hmm. or something like that. But uh, and he's like, what's your, what's your name? I was like, uh, Han. He's like, all right, Han. He's like, mm, it's Han. It's because he said uh, Sabak instead of Sabak. Sabak. Yeah, whatever. I thought that was really funny. Is this Sabak? Like anyway. that's so, I, I like the subtleness of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I love I love little things like that. Yeah. I love little things like that, and I probably wouldn't have even cared or known until somebody like explained it to me. But I love like little things like when you're in the know and you know, it's very good. Like it really pays off. When you're in the know. Like I feel like this movie kind of pays off if you're like a big Star Wars fan. Definitely. Yeah. Same with, like, Star Wars and Marvel and all mm -hmm. that. Like, it pays if you're in the know. Yeah. But, like, anyway, and so, uh, he's, like, he's, he starts to play, and he wins the first game. He's like, ah, oh, beginner's luck. Hanth obviously played before. Mm -hmm. And so, he, he plays a few more games, and he keeps winning. And eventually, this whole time, him and Lando were, like, talking, and they're, like, goading each other and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But and eventually, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to the States. And, uh, he... And earlier in the game, he he's like, yeah, you know, I'm a pilot. And Lando's like, what do you fly? Well, actually, no, he asked Lando, he's like, is it true you won your ship playing Sabacc? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, I can never trade anything or bet anything like my ship. And Lando's like, what do you fly? He's like, oh, you know, an ADX-100, which is apparently a super fast ship. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's so great. Do you know what kind of ship that is? No. Hold on. Is it like an Empire ship? No, it is. Wait for it. I'm pulling it up. It is. 
Oh, VCX, not ADX. It's the VCX Light Freighter. It is the same kind of ship that the Ghost Crew uses in Star Wars Rebels. Oh, I, I know cool. you haven't seen that show, yeah. but this kind of ship shows up in a lot of the movies. Oh, wow. But anyway. I thought Star Wars Rebels was a show. It is. I just say movie. Well, it shows up in the movies, and it's like a callback. Oh. It's like a, 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 a not callback, a cameo, if that makes sense. Oh, a cameo. Like, it's in Rogue One. That's and, really and, cute. It's in Rogue One, mm-hmm. and it's in Rise of Skywalker. I'm so glad you didn't do Rogue One, because I thought Rogue One was super boring Rogue up until the, the end. Best. Rogue One is so boring. <laughs> anyway, back to people with real opinions. Whoa. Uh, and he's like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, how about, how about we... He's, uh, he's upping the stakes uh, and Han is and Lando's like you might want to quit while you're ahead and he's like nah <laughs> and he's like how about you bet your ship and he's like alright fine and so they bet ships and Han uh, comes down to it end of the game he has to show his hand Han wins mm-hmm. you know he wins mm-hmm. but then it's like Lando's like ah not so fast and he shows his hand and he wins and he has a, he has a better ha- like pairing for his cards mm-hmm. or, or hand I guess mm-hmm. word. and Han's like, oh my god, I can't believe I just lost a ship I don't even have. <laughs> you know? And like, uh, so Lan- uh, Han gets up and leaves. And Han's like, you know what? No, because no, uh, Han complains to Kiri Well, yeah. So, you know, he, he shouldn't he, have that card. He, he leaves the table. He's like, yeah, I shouldn't have that card because yeah. all the cards, all those cards were actually played. Yeah. So he's like, so pretty much. Oh, and also we even see, like, no one else sees it, but we as the audience see Lando mm-hmm. hides a card back up his sleeve. Yeah. So he's cheating. Mm hmm. Which, whatever. <laughs> Go on. Um, Proceed. <laughs> so, uh, Lando gets their attention asking Solo for his new ship, but Solo tells him, like, oh, it's in the shop. You know, it's in and the then shop. Kira, like, takes over the conversation, and Lando asks her what she's doing with uh, Harry and the boy, and she explains that they both work for her. Harry. <laughs> Lando asks, he thought he was in the clear with Crimson Dawn since their last mission, but Kira tells him that she's looking to get to Kessel. She asks how much he's willing to give the ship to them, and he tells her that he's going to need half of whatever they take. And Beckett, who's been, like, at the bar this whole time, comes up and tells him 25%. When Lando gets starstruck by Beckett. He's like, whoa. Yeah, literally. You're the one who killed Aura Singh. <laughs> do you know who Aura Singh is? No. Not important. <laughs> Lando tells him that he's willing to do this for 40%, but Beckett tells him 25 and Lando's like, 25% works. Then we see uh, a droid protesting the fight as Lando gets annoyed. Yeah, the, that droid fighting pit we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, so Lando explains that that's his first mate, L337, voiced by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. As she begs the droid to not participate in this fight, a man in the cage tells her to knock it off. And she puts uh, her hand in his face, pinning up against the cage. When Lando tells her to let's go, she sadly tells him that they don't even serve her kind here. They don't even serve our kind here. And it was so sad. Lando tells her that they're both leaving. L3 doesn't want to go to Kessel, because I think he's like, oh, we're going to Kessel, right? And she's like, I think, I don't know what she says, but it's like, she's like, oh, what are you going to make me do, or are you going to make me do it, Slave Master, or something like yeah. that? Yeah. I feel like that's how I would joke around with you, though. It's, it is exactly how you do it. <laughs> it's really annoying, too. So, uh, Solo offers to co-pilot if she doesn't want to fly, but Lando says she is going. Lando explains that uh, he would have her memory wiped, but she has, like, the best navigational database in the galaxy. As they go deeper down into a cave, Lando explains a bunch of ships get boosted, so he keeps it down here for safekeeping. Yeah, wink, wink. (laughs) And L3 uh, saws the gate for them to get into. 
Solo tells Beckett that he doesn't trust Lando because he's a smuggler and he probably doesn't even have a ship, and that if he did, it will probably be a piece of junk, as Lando introduces his pride and joy. The Millennium Falcon. Why are you singing the Indiana Jones song? Dun, 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 dun. Why does it matter? It's supposed to hear it before. So we see that Lando's ship is actually impounded and Beckett knocked down his... Which I think is really funny. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I keep my ship in here for safekeeping. I'm like, yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet it's for safekeeping. Oh my goodness. He knocks down uh, Lando's percentage by 5% and Lando's like, you can't do that, but I'll respect it. <laughs> He's like, I don't like it, but I respect it. Because he's like, oh, I'll cut, I'll cut your percentage to get your ship out of here. So we cut to the uh, Marauders from earlier as they watch the Falcon take off. And the leader explains that if Beckett group survive, then they'll bring the prize to them. And we see that they planted a tracker on the ship. Gross. We cut to inside the Falcon as uh, Solo looks around impressed. And he talks to Lando about how his dad taught him about... I thought it was really funny that like, the inside of the Falcon was like really clean. Yeah. And then by the time we see it in New Hope, it's just dingy. They're like, oof. Which means they've seen some things. <laughs> um, he talks to Lando about his dad, taught him about wanting to be a pilot, but he knows nothing about his mother as Cure overhears this. And I, my favorite part, I think, of this um, entire scene is when L3 comes into the cockpit and she's like, get your presumptuous ass out of my seat. I was like, okay, L3. Okay. <laughs> They're about to uh, jump through hyperspace when Lando tells Solo he might want to buckle up. I'm gonna buckle up, cowboy. <laughs> looks on with amazement. And then we cut to uh, Chewie and Beckett playing. Um, how do you pronounce that little chess game? I don't know what that one's called, but. Like, it's like Dirgeric or Dirge? Can we see? Dijaric? Uh, Dijaric. Well. Or, or. I don't know. I was gonna say Dijaric. They show it in New Hope, but I don't know. I don't remember, man. <laughs> and Chewie's losing as Solo comes in asking for Kira. We see Solo go around the ship looking for Kira, Kira when he finds her in Lando's closet, like, trying on his capes. Which I thought was hilarious. Me and Lando's closet also trying on capes. Literally, bro. So she asks him what the plan is, but they end up talking about their relationship. He asks her what happened to her all this time, but she explains that if she were to tell him, then he would uh, see her differently. Same. <laughs> they end up kissing until Beckett comes in, interrupted and saying that they have a lot of work to be done. Beckett and then Beckett's like, dude, I know you like her a lot, but she's not who you think, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which leads us to believe that he, obviously he knows more about her than uh, we know, than we do as the audience. But like, I don't know. I feel like there was just more that we should be learning about Kira mm-hmm. that we That's what aren't. I was saying, like, I feel like I know nothing about her, I want more of her. Yeah. So Beckett warns him about Kira. He tells him that Kira... Well, Solo tells him that Kira is good. But Beckett tells him, always assume that everyone will betray you, then you won't be disappointed. Which is... Mm. <laughs> Storytelling. Oh my goodness. Solo tells him that he seems like a lonely way to live, but Beckett corrects him. He's like, this is the only way to live. We get to Lando and L3 about to get out of hyperspeed. And Lando gets up to shake on the dampers and ask L3 if she needs anything and she's like equal rights equal rights <laughs> he's like <sighs> we see the falcon go through like this really dark cloud with, like scary lightning and such when uh, Kira comes in the cockpit asking what that sound is 
Elder explains that it's uh, Carbonbergs. Carbonbergs. Besides the planets just crashing into each other. You know what that means? What? It's like iceberg. But yeah, carbon. I know. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Oh my god. You mean? <laughs> I don't mean. I just said, oh my god. Oh my god. She further explains that if the ship flies in there, they never come out, and that it's basically made out of ionized gas, water vapor, and possibly vacuum breathing life forms. And the only way in or out is through the channel that they're currently in. L3 then asks Kira what she's going to do about her problem, and Kira, like, laughs nervously, asking what problem. L3 points out that her, uh, brand on her arm means she's committed to, like, Crimson Dawn, but what about Solo? So L3 tells her that Solo is completely in love with her, which Kira denies, but L3 tells her that it's just, it's just us girlies, not, you don't have to. She's like. It doesn't have to pretend around her, and that she also, uh, tells her that she's also in the same situation. L3 uh, says that Lando has feelings for her, but it makes working together difficult because she doesn't feel that way towards him. Kira looks at her like, what the fuck is she on? And she agrees. I would have just sat there like. (laughs) And she agrees that she can see it now. And L3 tells her that sometimes she thinks about, like, thinks about them being together, but it's better that they're not since they're not compatible. And Kira is like, so how would that work? And L3 tells her, like, oh, it works. And I'm like, oh? Oh, <laughs> it gets. Oh, if the Millennium Falcon walls could speak, the he, walls could talk. Lando, fuck that robot. <laughs> You're fucked. It's canon, babe. It's canon. It's canon that Lando fucked a droid. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so we cut to Beckett explaining what the plan is and how precision is key, and the only way that they will put uh, pull this off is if everyone plays their part. He specifically told Solo to stick to the plan and not to improvise. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> see Carrie get off with L3 in her uh, badass cape. Uh, Solo and Chewie are escorted by Beckett and Chains. As Carrie introduces herself as Oksana Florin, Deputy Assistant Administrator, Device Admiral of the Federation of Trade Route, Oculation, and Monetization. She tells them that she is in an offer for them, saying she has Solo and Chewie as slaves for the uh, Quaxium. For Spice. Well, they said spice, not collection. Whatever. Whatever. The robot-looking thing speaks in a language, and L3 translate that they will take Solo and Chewie for tagging and clipping. And Solo's like, clip what? What are they clipping? Yes. Chewie and Solo get processed as Kira, L3, and Beckett watch from the monitor. When we see Kira and Beckett get separated while Kira makes a deal with the robot-looking man thing. We see Chewie and Solo fight in the elevator, and Chewie, like, literally rips this guard's arms off. And Solo's like, oh, great, just, you know, that, that outfit, that uniform would have fit me perfectly, and you just ruined it. Which means he can tell sizes just by looking. <laughs> well, Solo's a man of many traits. Let him do what he wants. <laughs> we cut to Beckett sensing something is wrong and asking the guards to hold his spear-looking thing. When they do, he starts, like, going guns blazing on the entire room while Kira and L3 handle the robot man. Robo so. Man. <laughs> We see L3 remove a restraining device from a droid, and he asks what he should do now, and she's like, I don't know, go free your brothers and sisters, while she's, like, overdriving the mainframe to, like, help. I'm into the mainframe. Oh my god. Solo asks which way he should go to get to a refined fuel, and Kira guides him while the droids have, like, this uprising, and people are start freeing themselves up to beating up their oppressors when Chewie hears other Wookiees begging for help. Solo tells him to come on, but he must save his people. So Solo gives him a whack and tops him good luck while he goes for the Quaxium. 
while Chewie goes on a murderous rampage for his people. He's like killing those guards left and right, bruh. And you would too for a chat. <laughs> so Solo makes it to the vault and Kira tells him to be careful and to keep the hyper uh, fuel below 35 degrees or, or it will destabilize and explode while he gets the, uh, like a barrel of it onto a cart. We cut to Lando still in the Falcon for some reason, like recording his memoirs. He's he's, like, uh, Lando, chapter five. Or whatever he says. I think that's what he says. But he says, like, something Lando. Oh my god. He sees the uprising and he asks, what did L3 do? And she tells him she has found her purpose as the leader of a droid uprising. You see Solo try... I thought that whole, like, cut to, like, she freed that first droid Mm -hmm. and he's like, what do I do now? He's like, I don't know, go free your brother. Your brothers and sisters. He's like, I don't know, go free your brothers and sisters. And the droid does and he goes and frees other droids. Because the droids have a straining bolt on them. Free. Yeah, the droids have a straining bolt on them, and mm. in the process of the droids freeing other droids, mm. they also destroy the controls that keep the slaves' collars on. And mm. so they've started a, I wrote it in my notes, a Robo Bio slave uprising, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Very wild. Mm. Hold on, sorry, I scrolled up on accident. No, it's okay. Uh. This is where we see, like, a solo roll out the hyperfuel. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, is, is it? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, so it asks what he should do in Beckett. Oh, because these guards yeah, have okay. found him. And yeah, he's like, well, you need to improvise. He's like, I thought you said that was a bad. Oh, no, here's what happens. It's uh, Chewie. So Chewie is like, he sees, uh, while this uprising is going on, mm-hmm. Chewie, he sees uh, some Wookiees being, like, uh, Yeah, I just said that. Herded by other. Oh, they, this came after. No, it didn't. It did. No, I'm talking about when Chewie saves him from the guards. No, no, Chewie sees other Wookiees. I know, I've already said that. That's when they uh, start loading. I'm talking about after all that. They start loading all the Quexium that they have onto the Falcon. And then uh, Lando throws Solo his gun. Whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Do you have that? Yeah. Do you want to do it? No. Okay. You were mean. I'm sorry, babe. Finish your story. So Solo is going like pew 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 pew, and then L three is like rebellion, rebellion, and then we see her get hit, yeah. and Lando's like no, and like he gets a hit like trying to like bring like L three's yeah, body back. Yeah, he goes and like to tries the, to bring L three yeah, back to the ship, yeah. and he gets hit, which like very dramatic. Yeah, very bro. He lost his lover. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> so. uh they eventually, so Kira is able to disable these cannons that were shooting at the ship that mm-hmm. were trying to keep it grounded or whatever, yeah. and uh, they managed to get everyone aboard, and then they get the fuel on, and then they're out. But um, they managed to get out, and they're like, "Oh, okay, well, uh, let's go the way we came." They go like, "What's that out there?" And it's just an entire Imperial Star Destroyer. Yes, bro. Like, huh? Yeah, so blocking the... Mm-hmm. It's the, a blockade. Yeah, it's a blockade. Stopping any spicy leaving. They're, like, stopping the people from getting out. Or whatever. Uh, and, like, oh, well, we need to make a shortcut to the Kessel Run. And Lando's like, how are we going to make a shortcut? It's impossible. And he's like, it takes you 20 parsecs to run it. And the question, this is one of my trivia, do you know what a parsec is? Isn't it, like, time? No. Or, or like, it's, like, it's a, a distance. It's a distance measurement. Yeah, distance. And... Uh, you wonder because in the in New Hope he's like I made the castle run in twelve parsecs, and uh, Ben's like hmm sure, mm-hmm. but like what that how, what how that works is like oh well how do you go 
a route, but, uh, you know, uh, faster. And they're like, well, normally the Kessel Run takes 20 parsecs mm-hmm. because you're going, uh, let's say let's say it's miles, not parsecs. Mm-hmm. If you go 20 miles around this uh, black hole, gravity well, you know, mm-hmm. you got to go around it. You can't go through it, obviously. Mm-hmm. So by cutting the distance shorter, mm-hmm. it is more dangerous and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So he cut it to like 12 parsecs. Uh, 12 parsecs because he cut closer to the black hole than he should have. He could, should have gone through the maw and maelstrom like everyone else did but he didn't so he put, he went out of it and went to the black hole, mm-hmm. near the black hole area. Anyway, that is all. Do you want to continue? No. I said, I, I got my nerd out. <laughs> uh, so Beckett goes to check on the hyperfuel as it slowly is like it's heating up uh-huh. and that's when they see the imperial blockade like we said so lando suggests that they uh dump the fuel Kira is like no we're dead if, if we do um solo reassures him that there's no way they will send a tie fighter against a freight ship but of course they do anyway <laughs> they sent several tie fighters and tie bombers so solo pilots the ship while beckett is using uh the gun down below and lando tells solo that they won't make it but solo says he will find a shortcut uh, Lando tells them that they can't go into the storm. The Solo tells them to download L3's brain into the ship to guide them through. Meanwhile, we see Becca struggle a little bit with a gun, but he, he's able to get a hit. And Solo tells Kira that they need a shield, and she agrees. And Chuli gets fed up and starts pushing, like, random buttons that do something. <laughs> Kira and Solo act all surprised, and Solo asks, like, Oh, since when do you know how to fly? And then Chewie tells him that he's 190 years old. And Solo's like, you're 190 years old? You look good. Yeah, Chewie's old. <laughs> so Solo uh, drifts the Falcon uh, and put into... Like, he basically, like, to get away from the last TIE Fighter that they can't shake, he, like, drifts the Falcon to, like, put space dust in the TIE Fighter's, like, face. Yeah, and honestly... Mm-hmm. I thought it was a lot cooler the way he got rid of the TIE Fighter before that one. Oh, where, where he, he was, like, like flying up it? next to them, and he just, like, tennis rackets it into the Yeah. So, Kira helps Lando download L3. Hyperfear is getting hotter, and Beckett asks if they're any close when they finally get L3 downloaded. Lando tells them that L3 says that they're approaching the Maw, and they see a big tentacle-looking thing, which I thought is what they were talking about, but the Maw is actually just a gravity well, and it's just, like, this really gross, volcanic-looking hole thing. And Solo, it's like... A, it's a black hole. Like, at first he's, like, flying towards it, but, like, he uses a skate pod to get the monster in front of it, so they have, like, the, a, like, a distance away From it. For reference, that tentacle-looking thing is a monster. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up. It's called a Summa Vermini. Oh, my gosh. Or Vermina. Hold on, I looked it up. Uh, yeah, Summa Verminoth. Oh, my gosh. And that's it in Solo. Wild. It looks like a crab, but, like, the tentacles... Yeah. This is a subspecies. Hold on. A subspecies of what? Of, of that. Uh, oh, that's terrifying. What's with my pussy? <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> oh my god. So they try to fly away, but the Falcon is like stuck where it is. Like it's still fine, but it can't go any further. And they hatch up a plan to put some Quaxium into the reactor to jumpstart it and escape. So it tells them it's a straight shot as soon as the Quaxium uh, is in the reactor line. They will jump into hyperspeed. So at first, like, the movie fakes us out thinking that it, like, actually failed because they're, like, going backwards. And uh, Lando's like, oh, shit. And they, 
but then it like uh goes and they uh the ship jumps forward into the gap that was created for them to make it into hyperspeed and we get a nice little payoff as like solo makes it through the gap this time mm -hmm. they make it to savarine to get the unrefined fuel refined and the falcon is like kind of damaged i say kind of but it's it's pretty it's pretty banged up Mm -hmm. <laughs> while Solo tells Lando it, she's one hell of a ship and so and Lando tells him that he hates him and that he'll be in his quarters when it's like I hate ship. you and I hope I never see you again <laughs> um, we see Kira and Solo talk about <laughs> we see Kira so funny. and nothing talk about what they're going what? to do after they get paid and she tells him that they can't be together and he assumes that she's with Dryden but she says it's not like that between them that she just owes him and she tells him that everyone serves somebody and that he shouldn't make an enemy of crimson dawn because that's what would happen if she were to go with him she tells him that um he was like oh i'm not afraid of crimson dawn it's whatever and she's like i can see right through you i know who you truly are and he's like what's that and she's like you're the good guy and he's like no i'm a, a rugged outlaw and she's like uh, rugged uh, uh. so we hear someone call beckett's name and we finally see uh the marauders which i honestly forgot about it until this point yeah. solo gives them like a bullshit ploy saying that the falcon has guns surrounding them and when the falcon uh just gets up and leaves yeah lando's like bye <laughs> literally kira um opts for a compromise and the main uh marauder takes off their mask to reveal that it's just a girl she explains that crimson dawn uh came after her in her village and that they will use the hyperfield to terrorize everyone to follow the empire Beckett asks her what she would use the Empire or uh, the Quaxium for, and she tells him to fight back, making it a Star Wars. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we cut to Beckett and Solo talking about how uh, they can get their money and leave with uh, the Rebellion taking the Quaxium. Solo tells him that they would need. Uh, Solo tells him that he needs his partner, and Beckett tells him no. But Solo is welcome to join Beckett since Beckett is going to. Uh, do one last score on tattooing it's like a later loser so we see yeah because han's like hey we should help them but yeah, it's like nah literally so we see kira solo and chili make it on dryden's yacht meeting up with him telling them that he knew that they could do it he asks where beckett is and kira tells him that he died dryden tells kira that he's that she is super important to him and solo asks for his money and uh dryden tells him to open up the it's box like open, open the container yeah hold it and he's like, are you sure? And mm -hmm. he's like, yeah. He's like, I never asked twice. Oh my god. Never asked twice. He's like, okay. And he opens it, and there's quaxium in it, and he hands it to him. And he's like, amazing. It it, it almost looks like the real thing. Uh -huh. He's like, well, it uh, is it is the real thing. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, it's not. <laughs> anyway, Dryden's like, yeah, this is fake. And apparently he's like, uh, my informant, uh, told me of your plan. He's like, hey, and Han's like, I don't know what Kira may have told you, but he's like, no, no, not Kira, not Kira. And then, like, uh, Beckett comes in, and it was Beckett that t turned him in or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Beckett, and, uh, Beckett reminds him, he's like, remember I told you? Don't trust anybody. Anyway. Solo tells him that they're too late, that the uh, Rebellion already has the uh, Quaxium. We see Dryden already, like, Dryden's like, you see, them. I thought about that. And so... Wait! Anyway, Dryden already set a team out to go fetch them, and that's when we see the Rebels start packing it up, and they get surrounded by Dryden's goons. 
Dryden asked Kira. Oh, what so she you can make do. fun of me when I say thugs, but when you say goons, you the, it was the saying, way you said thugs, Christian. And you, and you, you can it say goons. It was the way you said it. it. Okay. You can say goons to get away. I thought about free. saying thugs here. I was gonna make fun of you. I remember, babe. <laughs> Uh, I say, I say, thugs. And Sarah's like, haha, but Sarah says goons and acts like she can just go away. Just say it. Just be cracking me up. Jordan asks Kira what she would do if someone she trusted the most betrayed her, and she tells him she would want to know why, wondering if it was a moment of weakness or something else. Then she would ask the person to prove their loyalty by sacrificing something they love. Solo tells them that they are the most predictable people honestly if i if i was han solo right there and i wasn't in on the plane i'd be like dude that's dark (laughs) so solo tells them all that they're most predictable people he's ever met and we cut to like dryden's goon saying that all the hyperfuel is gone and see we start to see the rebels uh like kicking their butts and stuff and beckett is like okay so that means that this case we called fake is real and so yeah which i'm just like he's like Mm -hmm. And he's also like, and it leaves with one of us. Yeah, and Beckett's like, that means this is real. Mm-hmm. He's like, and so Beckett kills the only other person with a weapon in mm-hmm. the room, which is just one of Dryden's guards. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be the only one holding a blaster in this room. Mm-hmm. And he takes uh, Chewbacca hostage, and Chewie has to carry all the coaxium. This is so shitty. Yeah, like, damn, what the fuck are they doing? You know? Anyway. But then he's like, yeah, you're coming with me <laughs> ties Chewie to the train tracks yada, 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 yada. Christian. and then like he's got to rest and then Han's gonna rescue him on a horseback and all <laughs> that you know but uh anyway and so Beckett and Han almost immediately start fighting mm-hmm. not Beckett it's Dryden well, Dry- Dryden and mm-hmm. Han almost immediately start fighting because mm-hmm. they're trying to get out of there mm-hmm. uh and Dryden he uses these like double edged blades and they like or like lightsabers almost mm-hmm. I don't know what to call it but they're like like these little knife things yeah they're like knives but they have like a lightsaber's edge you know? I just can't remember there's an actual term I just don't know what it's called mm-hmm. but pretty much and uh they're fighting and Han just has his blaster cause he's a loser mm-hmm. and uh Han misses like every shot obviously hmm so obviously not off to a great start yeah but um yar. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, they start fighting, and eventually, uh, Dryden is able to disable Han or whatever, like, or he can't like, or he makes Han give up almost. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, Kira steps in, oh. and that, that's when she like puts Han on his ass. Oh yeah, and she's Kira like, steps I'm in sorry. And Han. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, she's about to kill him or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, she tells him that uh, she was that she was taught to find her opponent's weakness and use it and today I'm yours and she turns around and like she does it on like she fights yeah, Dryden yeah she starts fighting Dryden yeah. when Dryden didn't expect it and uh, eventually she wins or whatever uh, and she is able to kill Voss or whatever uh, Kira almost me is like alright alright look we gotta you rescue them or whatever and we can use all the money on this ship to buy us a real ship which almost like you have a ship just, you know Mm-hmm. Use it. Yeah. Anyway, and so uh, Han's like, okay, and Kira's like, go, go, go and save che- Chewbacca. I'll stay here. He's, and Han's like, all right. And so he goes, and they're like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. Which this whole scene was really awkward. Yeah. But he's just like, yeah, just go. I'm right behind you. Yeah. And Han's like, okay. And he leaves. And then Kira's like, 
Yes, bro. Like, she smiles at him. She has a real Daenerys. Yeah. Daenerys season eight moment where she's just like. Yeah, and as soon as the door closes and we can no longer see Hans, her face just drops. Which makes me, like, confused. Like, was she, like, like, did she love him? Did she not love him? Was this all just a ploy? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when she takes Dryden's ring to, um, yeah she call. takes Dryden's ring and uh we don't yeah well is that yeah okay it is and so um, she calls up uh, Dryden's boss who is none other than Ball mm-hmm. like from you know Christian how did he survive in... how did he survive yeah um, does not explain it, that in any of the shows it does it does Literally pure, pure like hatred. Oh my god! Like, should have, he hated Obi Wan so much mm-hmm. that it kept him alive. Do you ever get an Obi Wan and Darth Maul showdown? Several, and you see the first one in Clone Wars. Okay. And uh, you see a few in Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and then you, uh, Darth Maul kills Satine right in front of him. <gasps> Satine dies. <gasps> I didn't right know that. Fr- I'll show. I'll show you it later. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. Uh, and then uh, you see another one in Rebels, mm-hmm. where Obi Wan is at this point like Ben, mm-hmm. essentially. And it's a super quick duel because Maul's still using like old tactics, and Ben's like, "I know everything you're gonna do," and is able to like in three parries like block, block, and then slice down, cuts Maul's lightsaber in half, <gasps> and kills him. What? It, it's, I've shown you that duel before. Have you? Yeah. Wild. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, here, I'm, you can keep talking. I'm going to pull up a screen cap of it, and you'll, you'll know if I've shown you. Okay. So, she calls Darth Maul, and she tells him that Dryden is dead and that Beckett betrayed them. And he tells her to come to him so that they can discuss what, what they should do next. And he, and he, like, takes out his, like, uh, lightsaber, just, you know... Like, mind you, they're, like, on a, whatever, a virtual call. And he takes out his lightsaber just to show that he, like, has it, I guess. Which I thought was really, really weird. <laughs> but next we see um, Chewie and Beckett make it to the top of the hill. And as they were walking... No, I don't think you've You've never that. seen this? I don't think so. Alright, well, basically... Actually, here, you should keep talking. I'll show you later, but I'll have it soon. I was going to say BRB, I, about to watch this. Yeah, BRB, BRB, about to watch Darth Maul die. Because I swear I've shown you this before. I don't remember seeing that. All right, whatever. It we see Shuli and Beckett make it to the top of the hill they were walking in. We see Slo- uh, Solo is at the top holding his blaster. Beckett tells him that he's relentless and he asks if Dryden is dead. Solo tells him yes and he asks if Kira ki- killed him. Solo does not confirm nor deny and Beckett tells him that he still doesn't get it. It was never about him and that Kira is a survivor. Solo tells him that his biggest problem is thinking that everyone's like him. But Beckett agrees and tells him that Solo isn't like him though. And we see Beckett's hands, like, twitch to, like, his, like, blaster. And he tells me about to teach him another important lesson when Solo shoots him first in the chest. Mm-hmm. Han, should... shot first. Han, Han shot, shot first! Han shot first! Han shot first! Anyway, but, uh... And Beckett's like, hey, good job, I would have done the same exact thing. <laughs> Which, valid. Yeah. But anyway, and so, uh... I thought of, like, to rub salt father and, like further and like solo's like hurt wound he watches like here pull away and Dryden's yacht. yeah and then like right after that uh yeah Dryden's yacht flies off and mm-hmm. he's like i'm now surprised pikachu face <laughs> anyway but um you know eventually uh the coaxium back to uh Enfys or mm-hmm. whatever give it to them Enfys ends up uh 
giving them a vial of fuel so they can buy their own ship. You know, just like oh, like aw. Anyway, like they always wanted. So Han and Chewie, instead of buying a ship, immediately go back to Lando. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Land and Lando's like, guys, how you doing? <laughs> and uh, Han's like, you left us there. Uh, I should have Chewie rip your arms off. In fact, Chewie, do it. And he's about to do it. And Han's like, uh, and Han and Lando's like, uh, he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. And he brings. No, that's Han, because he sees. His yeah, card yeah, and he sees uh, the cards up Lando's sleeve from like because the we saw earlier. Sabat and uh, yeah, Sabat card. And, and Han's like, I'm just kidding. He brings him in for a hug, for like an embrace, like a bro hug. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, he takes the cards out from his sleeve. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so they're like playing. So they're like, hey, he's like, hey, Lando, I'm going to rematch with Sabak. And Lando's like, all right. So the game nears his end. Hondo again tells him, like, hey, you should probably uh, take cut what you have, you know. And but Han's like, in his mind, he's like, nah. So he, he Han goes all in. And Lando last realizes the card because Han took it from him. And Han ends up winning the game because Lando can't make the hand. No, and, and, because, and, Han, um, and Han wins the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, but you missed it. He was like, oh, you really, you really attached to that falcon huh and he's like oh it's a mutual thing she's we belong together i said oh at the ship yes bro <laughs> yeah but no and like he bets that he bets the coaxium mm-hmm. which like <laughs> all he wanted was a ship well yeah but like he could have sold the coaxium bought a ship he wanted the falcon whatever anyway so han solo and Ch- uh, chewbacca fly off and they go to tatooine for that job that beckett mentioned and mm-hmm. uh He's and Han's like, yeah, you know, it's a great job. Uh, this gangster's uh, pulling off a job. He needs a crew, and it's not said, but it's heavily implied. You know what I put? Do, I put, do you know what that job is? Yeah, yeah. I put. We cut to Chewie and Solo gearing up the Falcon to go to Tatooine to meet up with Jabba. We see them fly off into hyperspeed as Chewie and Han start their new adventure. That's what I put. And the last shot that we see mm-hmm. is Han's dice hanging in the yeah. thing as they go to hyperspace. And uh, cut, cut to black roll credits. And but yeah, woo. and that job is—it's not outright said, but that job it's is Jabba. Well, yeah, but it's probably—you know why? And does this the jump right into a new hope? Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. No, it's not right into a new hope. But mm-hmm. like in New Hope, uh, Jabba is mad, and he wants Han uh, because Han had to dump Han had to dump a bunch of cargo, mm-hmm. similar to like he did in the, in the movie, mm-hmm. to uh, because uh, the Imperials were going to search his ship or whatever, mm-hmm. and. And he Alba lost a lot of money out of it, and they're assuming that that was the job. Oh. And that's why uh, uh, Boba was after him in the movie and froze some carbonite to bring him to Java to collect on it on that bounty. Yikes. But yeah, that's and that's the movie. That's crazy. They're like, wow. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Christian. Christian. Is this a puff puff pass or a puff puff smash? Puff puff smash. You liked it? Really good. I love it. I thought it was alright. This is boring at some parts, and I do believe the beginning is a little choppy, but I feel like I'd have to watch this high to like fully enjoy it. What about you? I loved it regardless. Really? I was like, there were times I was just like, I couldn't peel myself away. Really? Like, it's really good. I liked I think it. Some of the people said that they wished that it was longer. Do you, do you wish it was longer? Uh, I feel like it was long enough. Long enough to get the point of trust. A lot of people I heard um, with L three being like uh, downloaded into the Falcon, like it kind of took away Han's like pilot abilities. Do you think that's true? Not really, because mm-hmm. it just it L three just told him where to go. Is mm-hmm. all Han can still fly. Yeah. But you know that's life. <laughs> What's your dream about rotation? 
L3. Okay. Lando. Okay. Chewbacca. Okay. Rio. <laughs> I liked Rio too. I would do Chewbacca, Lando, Rio, the apostrophe in Kira's name. Oh my god. <laughs> You're not the, funny. And the dirty water in uh, Lady Proxima's home. You're not funny. <laughs> All right, guys. I know last week we said we were going to do contact, but we thought that'd be too boring, so we did another space movie instead. So we didn't. <laughs> um, I don't know if we're going to be back or not, but going to well, take a bit of a hiatus. Hiatus, huh? Yeah, and see what, see what happens. Sure. But if we're back, there'll be many, many more to come. You're. Christian, are you excited? I'm very excited. You just have so many things planned. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys stay tuned, because I'm excited. Me too. Mm-hmm. Let's home, bye. All right, goodbye, everybody. Thanks goodbye. for tuning in. Bye.